This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one with providing you with tools for your family jewels. Look, y'all, it's 2020, and there is not a single reason you can give me as to why your downstairs looks like a fucking jungle, okay? It's ridiculous. You got to keep everything taken care of down there, and there's not a better way to do it than with Manscaped. With things like the Lawnmower 2.0, they got rid of the 1.0 because it wasn't getting the job done. The 2.0, I personally use this thing myself. It is perfect. You don't nick your nuts or anything like that when you're down there shaving, making everything look nice. They also have things like ball wipes that help restore pH balance and make everything smell nice, nice and clean. And you might even get a visit from your significant other more often here in the new year. Everybody wants that, okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order. You can't beat that, y'all. It's 202020. Okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now. Make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done. Now the cake been baked. They need to come on with the drama, whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What's going on? And welcome to episode 24 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I am your host, Taylor Dunn, and today I am joined by a very special guest. It is none other than the mother of my child, my wife, Zaina. How you doing over there? Pretty good. Pretty good? You sipping on that wine? What is this? Yeah. What kind of wine is that? Uh, it's white wine. What, like Moscato or... Is Moscato a white wine? Moscato, yeah. Okay. Isn't that like... What does white wine even go with? Like, because red, like deep red wines... Like, what's that one that I always like to drink? That that uh, Cabaret Sauvignon. Yeah. <laughs> Am I saying it right? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that goes really well with like steak and meat, and I know there's like some like lighter colored wines that go well with like chicken or cheeses. So, what would a Moscato go well with? Desserts. Okay. Well, we're sitting here. We're recording this in the living room of our house. So if it sounds a little bit differently than it normally does, it's because I came out of the closet. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, we're recording this in the living room. And I'm just going to tell you now, our daughter is upstairs. And we're trying to keep her entertained with the uh, Little Mermaid musical on Disney+. Plus. So if she comes down here... Begging for a bag of chips in about 15 seconds. You already know why. Uh, so I decided to ask Zaina to do an episode of the podcast with me. You know, she's always been pretty supportive since I've started this thing. When I tell her, like, hey, I'm going upstairs to record a podcast, she doesn't, you know, give me any problems about it. So I decided to ask her to be on here because, you know, I've had my my other wife, Fanning, on here. <laughs> Like two or three times, I've even had him on like a 
a travel episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar. So I decided to ask you to be on here. So um, I figured we'd just start this off by, you know, the first question that a lot of people ask me when they ask questions on my Instagram post that I put out, like, hey, ask some questions before the episode and I'll answer them on the episode. Well, guess what? Nobody asked any questions. But previously, people have asked how me and you met. So, when do you remember seeing me or knowing of me for the first time? First time I saw you was in driver's ed. For the first time you talked to me, you texted me randomly. And I had no clue who you were. And I had a boyfriend at the time. So I shot you down. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. I had seen you around school. Like, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what grade you were in. But I just was like, oh my lord. And I saw this tan-skinned, dark-haired woman walking around. (laughs) And I was like, who is that? And then I'd see you, and then, you know, I wouldn't have any classes with you because you were in the grade below me. So, you know, I wouldn't see you again for a while. I remember the, like, one of the first times I remember seeing you, like, that stuck out to me was on picture day. And we talk about this all the time, but I remember... It was like picture day. I think I was in the 10th grade, so you would have had to have been in the 9th grade. And I remember we were all sitting in the gym, and you came walking out. Now, I'm not going to repeat what some of the guys around me were saying. (laughs) But just know that when I saw you in your... 2010 scene phase. Oh, God. I was like, I got to have that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I, I was actually dating, if you even can call it that, a friend of yours and... I remember I went through her phone, and when I saw the name Zaina, I took that number out and put it in my own phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I texted you, and you had a boyfriend, but I remember you were nice to me about it. Like, I remember being like, hey, you know, we should hang out sometime, like clearly flirting with you. And you, do you kind of remember, like, what exactly yeah. you said? Um, I was like, I'm, I have a boyfriend. I don't think he'd like us hanging out together. And you were like, we can just be friends. And I was like, no, I don't think that's going to work out. But you were nice about it. Yeah. You know? You were very persistent, though. Yeah. So... But I don't I don't think I mess with you about it. Like I think after you initially said no, I don't Yeah, you stopped messaging me after that for a while and then 
the next time we saw each other was in Driver's Ed. Driver's Ed. That it was all downhill from there. I took Driver's Ed because uh, in our school, in our high school, uh, you can either take Driver's Ed and you could get your driver's license, or if you already had your driver's license, they would give you a discount on your car insurance. So, yeah, I already had my license. So yeah, I was she already had her license. Car insurance. I didn't. I failed the driver's test the first time I took it. I went and took it in Montgomery, and the lady was super rude to me. All I was trying to do was try and talk to her during the test, and like, you know, kind of ease things over and not make it so awkward. And she was like, "Do not talk to me, sir." And <laughs> we uh. I came back, and she was like, he's going to have to take this test again. And I just looked at my mom, and I was like, I'm going to take driver's ed. So, not only did I get a driver's license out of it, but I also got a woman as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. I, I remember I sat in front of you, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. You um, You sat like a couple tables away. You sat by one of your friends. I remember seeing you, though. I was like, oh, Lord. There she goes. And I was like, well, I can't just start talking to her out of the blue. Yeah. He started talking to me because he got in trouble for sleeping in class. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't, like, deliberately sleeping, though. It was, like, nodding off sleeping. Like, I was fighting it. Like, that's... I hate that feeling, too. Like, if... Even now, like if I'm at work and something boring is going on and I start like nodding off, I hate that feeling because I like, I don't like the feeling of like that I'm about to fall asleep. So just know I wasn't like, man, forget this and just lay my head down and, you know, close my eyes and start snoring during the class. Like I was just like fighting the urge to go to sleep just to clarify. But I remember... The teacher, who was always like a coach of the softball team or something, who taught driver's ed, he was like, Mr. Dunn, how about you just go stand in the back? And then he stood right behind me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you sat towards the back of the room. Yeah. But uh, I went and stood back there, and then he was like, you know what, you're going to have to move your desk didn't he move me back there? Yeah, he moved you to the seat in front of me, and then you passed me a note. Was it the same day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's that slickness it was the same right day. there. He passed me a note yeah. saying, "Please pass me notes so I'll stay awake." <laughs> hey, slickest thing in the world. Oh my god. <laughs> we pass notes, and then you know, I think I asked you. I was like, "Do you still have a boyfriend?" And you were like, "No." And I was like, no, we had just broken up a week before, actually. That Mm. same boyfriend that I had before in ninth grade. So you weren't wasting no time, Hmm? is what you were saying. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. Um, Yeah, I remember being like, you know, so do you have a boyfriend? You told me no. And I remember we started talking to each other and texting and... uh, yeah, that was pretty much it from there. Like, we started dating, and I remember when we started dating, when I met your family 
for the first time. We had only hung out maybe two or three times before I met your parents. Because this is how it is when you're a teenager, you know? Like, I don't feel like you're really dating somebody when you're like 16, 17 years old unless you're, you've are you met their parents. I don't even know how that would work, especially yeah. in the South. So, you know, your parents want to know who you're hanging around. So when I went over to meet your parents, parents I think I had met your mom once I think I we had done something and hung out with your mom yeah and I had met her and she was super nice but the first time I think I, the first time I met your dad and your sister was at the same time and I just remember your dad like you know I shook his hand and I was like hey how, how's it going and uh he was like I'm Gary but that's Mr. Hire to you <laughs> And yeah, he didn't like you at first. I don't know why. I felt like I was super nice. I mean, he likes me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He likes you now, so. I mean, I guess it paid off in the end because, I mean, I am a pretty good husband. You know. <laughs> Gave him his grandbaby. So. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. And. After a while, you know, they were super nice to me. I mean, I never felt like they weren't nice to me when I came over. I thought, you know, your dad, you know, didn't like me very much. But I guess since he saw that we were, like, in a real relationship, like, I mean, I get it now, you know, having a little girl. We talk about this all the time, that whenever, you know, she gets to be a teenager, that's going to be a struggle. Because, you know, Gary, he still let us go out and do whatever we were doing. You know, we were going to movies and driving around in cars and going to parties and stuff like that. And he was, you know, he was cool about everything. You know, he never threatened to kill me or anything like that, like most people do. Well, I think he thought that you were getting me out of my shell, though. Because I was was really quiet when I was younger. Yeah. And I didn't go out and do stuff. He was, like, pushing me to go out and do stuff, like, go to parties and stuff, because I was so quiet. Yeah. I want Lily to be the same way, though. Like, I want to encourage her just to go out and have fun and do all that stuff while she's 16, 17 years old, you know? Because I feel like if you're super strict on your kids, either one or two things is going to happen. They're going to be a recluse, and they're not going to be social with people. And that's really the building blocks for being successful in your career, I feel like. I've I've literally, I'm not trying to make this all about me, but I've literally contributed almost every success I have had in anything into just being good with people. Yeah. You know, not even necessarily being book smart or, you know, smart about technical knowledge, but my success has been completely derived off of coming in and just cracking a couple of jokes and just being good to work around. So I feel like the building blocks for that are developed in, you know, grade school. But uh, I knew your parents really had started to like me whenever they asked me to go to uh, Orlando 
for that like post school trip that y'all took almost every year. Yeah. And it for me, well, it was like my birthday trip because my birthday was like literally when school ended. Yeah. But for me, you know, I just graduated. I just graduated high school, and you know, it was so super nice of them because they offered to take me and the only thing I had to pay for was souvenirs and that was it. That's all like they paid for my ticket to go to Universal Studios and I mean we had a really good time. Like because yeah. I'd only been to Universal Studios once before that and I only went for like one day and we didn't watch any of the shows and we stood in line for days. You know, every time I went to any theme park growing up, it was just not very much fun. And then when I went with your family for the first time and everything's so organized and planned and we knew what we were going to do and... Fast passes also helped. Yeah, so yeah. They had fast passes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, you know, I feel like that's the way we do things now. Like going on that trip with your parents... And seeing the way your parents take trips is the way I like to take trips. Like, super organized, know what we're doing each day, you know, have a good idea of, like, how much money we want to spend. And, you know, I contribute that a lot to that trip that I took with your parents. I remember the entire time, like, I was so grateful that they had asked me to go. And the only thing I had to pay for was souvenirs that I just, I tried to, like, save them money by eating Nothing but, like, the cheapest thing on the menu every time we went to eat. I remember that because I literally was asking you, are you sure you want another, like, cheeseburger? Yeah, when you go, at least back (laughs) then, you could go to Universal Studios and just about every restaurant you went in, you could get just a regular cheeseburger and french fries for, like, $10. Yeah, and that was, like, the cheapest thing on the menu everywhere. And that's what he got literally the whole time. And I'm like, you're eating burgers every night. Yeah, every night. Like, we were going in these nice themed restaurants, you know, with all this crazy decorations on the walls. And normally it would be pretty expensive. But I would just be like, no, I'm I'm just going to get a cheeseburger. (laughs) And your sister was getting, like, $35 entrees. Oh, my God, I know. (laughs) With milkshakes and, you know, Shirley Temples and a dessert and all this stuff. And I was like, I'll just get a cheeseburger. I just felt like that was my way of being nice, you know. I didn't want them to spoil. I just felt weird with them paying for my food. You know, now, you know, I could see. It's like, no, just get what you want, you know. Enjoy yourself. But, you know, knowing that they were paying for me, I just was like, let me get something cheaper, you know. But uh, that actually, you know, kind of brings me to my next topic where I just kind of just scribbled a few things down before we started recording this so we'd have a few talking points. But uh, in your opinion, what has been the, what's been your favorite vacation that me and you have ever been on? Um, as far as, like, the just me and you vacations, like, not, like, without Lily, like, not a family vacation, I'd have to say when we took the cruise to Mexico, and we went to Honduras and Belize and, um, Cancun. No, we went to Cozumel. Cozumel, yeah. Cancun's on the other side, I think. But, um... Sorry, we didn't really stay in Cozumel, though. We went across, uh, is it the 
bay or the canal or whatever and went to Playa del Carmen, right? I think so. I yeah, because we went to Tulum. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. I, I want to touch on this real quick before I get into that specific vacation. But uh, So every year I try to make it a goal for us to go on two vacations. We go on a family vacation where it's me, you, and Lily. And then we go on a just mama and daddy vacation where we can go do adult things like drink and go see shows that we couldn't bring a four-year-old into. And, you know, adult things. You know, I'm already starting to look at things that we can do for the mama-daddy vacation this coming year because we just took our family vacation to Disney just a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, but yeah, to touch on what you were just talking about, uh, I agree. I feel like the cruise was the best me and you. I think that was really our first me and you vacation yeah. uh, that we took. Besides our honeymoon. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but that was pre-baby. You yeah. Know? So that was just a vacation, and then you have a kid, and then you have to figure out, okay, is this going to be a family vacation? Which we, we, for a while, we had to wait till she was old enough to where she could be, you know, watched by somebody. Yeah, also because she was breastfed, so she couldn't be away from me Yeah. for very long. So we had to wait until after that. Yeah, once she was done breastfeeding, we, you know, we had been planning it for like a year and then, you know, she stayed with your mom and dad, and that's when we went on the cruise. We left out of New Orleans, and I feel like that was the perfect amount of time to go on a cruise, which, yeah. what was it, seven days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went for a seven-day cruise out of New Orleans, and we hit Honduras, Belize, and Cozumel. Yeah. So it took us like two days to get to Honduras, which Honduras was really, really nice. It was super hot. There weren't a lot of excursions outside of the actual port that were deemed safe by like the cruise ship. So we really didn't leave the port, but their port is huge and there's a really nice beach area there. So it was actually, it was pretty fun there. So we had a really good time there, even though we didn't do any excursions. Yeah. Yeah, I was fine with just staying in the port that day. But. The next day, we went to Belize, which Belize was gorgeous, but we didn't really go into Belize. Like, yeah, we got on um, we got on a boat, and they took us like through some like mangrove areas, and then um, they took us took us to this little island, and we had drank pretty heavily they were giving out rum punch to everybody so oh, yeah. it was it's all kind of a blur because that stuff hits you pretty hard yeah but the island was really beautiful they took our orders for like the lunch that we wanted and it was like lobster and stuff like that and it was like literally they caught it that day it was the mm-hmm. biggest freaking lobsters i've ever seen yeah and yeah. After that, we went and swam with the Nerf Sharks and... No, uh, we were done. Nerf Sharks. We were completely done with the water before we ate. Yeah, no, but they had to stop at the island before, drop off our order, go back. Yeah. 
They're right. Swim with the nurse sharks and the stingrays and look at all the reef and stuff. And then we got back in the boat and came back to the island. Yeah. And that's when we ate and walked around the island for a little bit. And it kind of scared me a little when we left the restaurant because it's it's actually very poor in Belize. And everybody starts swarming you that lives there trying to sell you things. Bracelets and weed. And Remember when the... Oh the my waiter gosh. tried to sell us weed. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he came up to our table and he was like, "Hey, man, you want some some ganja?" And I was like, some "What?" And I was like, "Oh no, no." Because I mean, I was pretty tore up from that rum. That, that they literally made this concoction. I had two cups of it, and and it was little it, cups. It was little cups, and I'm talking about my vision started to go in and out, and I was like, "I'm not drinking anymore." It was so strong, but you couldn't taste it. That's what the problem was. Well, you are a little bit of a lightweight. You've gotten no, a lot better. No, not that much of a lightweight. You've gotten that was a lot so bad. better. Like, you're, I've seen you recently, like, even just on New Year's, like, would you drink a bottle and a half of wine and some liquor on top I of that? I drank a bottle of wine, a bottle of champagne, and then half a bottle of some more champagne. Yeah. Well... Back then, I mean, and you would just stop breastfeeding, so you weren't really yeah. drinking when you were breastfeeding. So, anyway, the way they made this concoction of drink is what you can contribute to how much alcohol content it had in it. Because it was literally just a Gatorade jug that all of the workers on the boat went and cracked open a bottle of rum and just it was like all rum and then just a bottle of juice one yeah. bottle of juice they just came over crazy. with the juice just you know just a little in the top with the juice and they threw in like some fruit and it was good but when you drank it you were just like oh that's pretty good and then you had like three of them and then all of a sudden you're like <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. But on that subject, this one woman in oh, the boat God. with us, she had so much of it to drink that she was acting a fool. And I'll let Taylor tell you about this because it happened to him. It was really funny. So, when, so the the funny thing about cruises is is that you'll meet people while you're on the cruise. You know, you're on vacation, you're having a good time. And, you know, when alcohol is involved, people tend to loosen up and, you know, they start chatting it up. Well, there's this older couple, not a whole lot older, you know, maybe 10, 15 years older than us. And, um, you know, I went over there and I was talking to the husband, you know, talking about what I do for a living. And, you know, he was talking about what he did. And, you know, we're just carrying on conversation with him at the restaurant. And this restaurant is literally just like a shack roof with you know hanging swing sets excuse me that you sit on and you know the table i mean there's like dogs walking around in there trying to get scraps and stuff it was super pretty because it was right next to the water yeah, it was beautiful but it wasn't you know a five-star michelin rated restaurant the food was amazing oh though. yeah the, the food a- the atmosphere you're like this is kind of like a shack but it's beautiful. It's like islandy. Look, like you know, it's what you would imagine. Yeah. Sitting at at a in a tropical vacation. But um, the so they bring out our lobster. All we ordered was, you know, a lobster and fries and fries and a coke and a coke. Super simple, right? I think a couple of people ordered it. 
I think almost everybody did. So we're sitting there, you know, we had gotten our picture taken and, you know, we're laughing and cutting up because we've had a little bit to drink and, you know, we're sitting there eating our food like, oh my God, this is so good. And all of a sudden, there's just this blood curdling scream. And a lobster tail hits our table and knocks my drink over. And, and scares everybody to scared death. Scared everybody <laughs> in the little shack to death. It went silent. And they all just stared at us, like, waiting for us to, like, lose our shit on this person. I didn't person. know what had <laughs> happened. I thought it had, like, fallen out of the ceiling or something. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? And then I realize what's going on because I can hear the husband that I just had a conversation with go, are you serious? <laughs> and he comes running over there and he's like, dude, I am so sorry. I'm going to go ahead and buy you a another drink. She's had way too much to drink. I, once again, I am so sorry. He was so embarrassed. So his wife had this idea to throw this lobster through the air, and it land on our table. And I wasn't trying to, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm on vacation. I'm not trying, because you've got to get back on the cruise ship with these people. And, you know, she comes over there. Her eyes are rolling all around in her head. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I, I've had too much. And I was like, it, it's fine. You know, we thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny at he all. He was so mad. I was mad, but I suppressed my anger. Thank because God. I was having a good time. I mean, what was I going to do? Like, turn around and freak out and fight that guy right there on the... In this little bitty restaurant? You know? So I just was like, it, it's not a big deal. Seriously. I just wanted him to leave us alone. You know? So we ride back to the ship, and then, like, for the next two or three days that we had left on the cruise, I would see those people, and they would be like, oh, the, f the flying lobsters are coming. Like, they were trying to make light of the situation, and I was just like, Ugh. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the first two times they did it, I just, I laughed. And, like, I think we bumped into them in the elevator or something, and I was like, oh, yeah. You know, and the woman apologized again. I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. And then, like, the fourth time that they did it in passing, I was just like, okay, it's time to stop now. <laughs> that was a good vacation, though. Yeah. The last one that we did, just me and you, other than our road trip out here when we moved to San Diego, when we went to Gatlinburg. Yeah. Which I had never been to Gatlinburg. I've really enjoyed our trip out there. I've been I've been to Gatlinburg a lot, but only in the wintertime when it's snowing so you can go skiing. I had never been during the summertime. Yeah, we kind of just threw that one together at the last minute just because it it wasn't super expensive. We got a really good deal on our hotel. And another thing, too, our hotel, the room that we had gotten, I walked into... And it was basically set up for an adult film. You picked that room, though, and I told you. She was like, you have two had, options. Because it had a hot one. tub. 
She said, okay, you're right. They said you have... You have two options for a room. Would you like one with a balcony or would you like one with a hot tub? And I was like, I ain't never had no hotel room that had a hot tub in the room. So I was like, yeah, let me let me get that one with the hot tub. So we go in there and check it. And it as l- soon as we walk in, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Because there's like a jacuzzi hot tub and which if you know me, I'm kind of like a a germaphobe a little bit and i'm not getting in a hot tub i'm going to stand up in a shower when i go to a hotel so as soon as he told me he had got the room with a hot tub i was like i'm not gonna use that and then i walk in and it the room the whole room is lined with mirrors literally so you can watch yourself yeah do that yeah and i was like oh no (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you better go in there and change the room immediately. I did. I went up to the front desk and I said, hey, so my wife's not digging that room. Could we get the other one? And then they put us in like a suite. And it was so pretty. It was literally the best room that they had. Yeah. It was like overlooking the, the strip and you could see the mountains. And I mean, it was beautiful. So the room turned out to be great. The only bad thing I'd have to say about that vacation, it was just very hot. Like, I thought it would be nice and cool up there in the mountains, you know? I had packed, like, pants and long-sleeved t-shirts. It was also rainy, so it was a lot more humid than it would have usually been. Yeah, it was ridiculously humid. I remember I cranked that air conditioner up as high (laughs) as it would go, and it would be freezing in that room. At night. I remember I didn't even want to get up to pee in the middle of the night because it was so cold in that room. It was good. I mean, the whole vacation as a whole was good when we went to Gatlinburg. I mean, we did just about everything there was to do. And on a side note, when I went to Gatlinburg, we went to Dollywood, which is Dolly Parton's theme park with roller coasters and rides and then little animatronic animals singing on rides and stuff like that. She has her own theme park up there. And she also has Dolly Parton's Stampede. It used to be called Dixie Stampede, but because of the whole PC culture now, they've changed it to Dolly Parton's Stampede. It's still the same show. And it's basically... Medieval times, but not medieval. It's people riding around. It's a dinner show. So people ride around on horses and they do magic tricks and, you know, they do all this crazy stuff. And it, I really enjoyed the show. I didn't like it as much as Medieval Times. Medieval Times, which your parents also took me to yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Medieval Times was a million times better, in my opinion. But the food at Dolly Parton's Stampede better. The soup is so good. I don't know. (laughs) When I went to Medieval Times for the first time, I weighed about 119 pounds. Yeah. So just the fact that they were bringing out several courses of a meal was like magic for me. But when we went to Dolly Parton's Stampede, you know, I'm, you know, I got the dad bod going now. So I was just like, yeah, bring me some more of that apple cobbler. You know, (laughs) but 
it really makes you realize when you go up there that Dolly Parton pretty much owns Tennessee. Like the entire state. You're just everywhere you go, you see Dolly Parton's face plastered well, on everything. Pigeon Forge and Gallenberg, pretty much. She like owns everything. That's a big part of the state. There's so much like, tourist dollars. She doesn't want there's no bars like anywhere except for like Gatlinburg because she doesn't want alcohol. There's one bar in Gatlinburg. And we went in there and got tore up in the middle of the afternoon. It was like, we haven't drank hardly at all on this trip. So, like, the last day there, we just went in there and got trashed. Not trashed, but... (laughs) I was pretty loose at dinner that evening. And I remember we drank like that, and then we went to eat. Went to an Italian place, right? Yeah, and I just gorged myself on an entire pizza, and it was good, too. (laughs) And I was like, I'm kind of drunk and i'm so full and i just got hit with like narcolepsy all of a sudden i was so sleepy we were supposed to go back to that bar because they were having karaoke night and they said that it gets really busy and that's like yeah the time to come i was like let's go and he was rowdy and he was like i'm not gonna be able to go and i was like we went back to the room (laughs) and we took like i was like if you let me go back to the room and take a nap i'll be down to go that nap was all night long yeah (laughs) i I went in there, I slept, and then I woke up, and I was just like, I'm I'm not going to be able to do this. And she was like, it's okay. And then we just went to sleep, and we woke up early the next day, and we drove back. Honestly, it was probably better we didn't because we had to drive back the next day, and I didn't want to be, like, hungover driving eight hours. Yeah. I think, honestly, I mean, I don't got anything else really written down, but I think... uh you know, that pretty much wraps this episode up. Did you enjoy recording this episode? Yeah. So, yeah, if, um, you know, if you like this episode and you would like to hear, you know, Zaina come on again and be a guest on it, reach out to me, let me know. And I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one with providing you with tools for your family jewels. Look, y'all, it's 2020, and there is not a single reason you can give me as to why your downstairs looks like a fucking jungle, okay? It's ridiculous. You got to keep everything taken care of down there, and there's not a better way to do it than with Manscaped. With things like the Lawnmower 2.0, they got rid of the 1.0 because it wasn't getting the job done. The 2.0, I personally use this thing myself. It is perfect. You don't nick your nuts or anything like that when you're down there shaving, making everything look nice. They also have things like ball wipes that help restore pH balance and make everything smell nice, nice and clean. And you might even get a visit from your significant other more often here in the new year. Everybody wants that, okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order. You can't beat that, y'all. It's 202020. Okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now.